Hey everybody, welcome back to Desert Streaming. Marco Casanova here, your host, and I'm here with Josh Glazier. Josh Glazier is the Executive Director of Regeneration Ministries and just a great friend to Desert Stream. Josh, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, my pleasure, my joy. Josh, you were with us recently at the Theology of the Body Institute. And I got to say, like, it was a joy to have you on the team. I've heard many great things about you, but to actually have you on our leadership team was a, was a joy. You know, you bring kind of a youthful flair, you know, and you witnessed and you're very articulate. You have a great demand of the English language. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds like a blessing, but it is a blessing. And uh, so it was just a great blessing for us at Desert Stream. So thanks for, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Oh man, I was so glad to be there. I, so I got an email from either you guys or TOB mm. saying there was this collaborative thing happening. And literally I was like, I got to get there. And then I got an email from Dean saying, Hey, would you serve on the team? And I was like, I said, yes. And then I went back and looked at my calendar and, you know, figured everything else out. Something like that. So I was so happy to be here. You're like, I may have said yes too soon. (laughs) No, I think I actually did. I I waited. I've learned over the years. I've got a wife and a lot of kids, so I got to check in. But my heart was there the the moment I, I had the opportunity. So what kind of, um, what, what attracted you about the Theology of the Body Institute? Have you been there before or what's, what's your attraction to John Paul or the teaching? Yeah. So um, I don't know how many years ago, but, but our former, the former director here at Regeneration came in with Theology of the Body Explained by Christopher West and hmm. put it on my desk and said, you got to read this. And it's, you know, it's, it's not like a, you got to read this like tonight. It's a thick yeah. thing, <laughs> but it just, in his words, it, it just took the things that we'd been doing and thinking about for so long, mm. much, much deeper, gave m- more root to the things that we had been uh, knowing, suspecting, trying to convey to people Wow! and just become a huge fan. It's just, it's, it's beautiful and rich yeah. and deep and wide and um, really transformative, formative and in all the good ways. So it's, we've unfolded as much as we can and continue to try to do in our ministry. And um, so I've been to the only, the only event at, at for TOBI that I've been to was the, um, their, their number one okay. heart immersion course. Their first oh, wow. You, so you actually did a course with them. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Okay. And, and want to get back and, and do more. So <laughs> that's yeah. great. And like the ethos, the ethos of, of regeneration, um, you equip men and women and families to learn and live God's good holy and beautiful design for sexuality. It's kind of your mission statement, which yeah. is beautiful. So it makes sense. Why not kind of resort to John Paul as, as a, um, uh, contributor to the discussion oh, of how we can yeah. live robust in our sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's interesting. Cause I, um, when I read and I'm, I'm not a biblical scholar, mm-hmm. but to read Genesis one and, to, to see that man and woman are made in God's image hmm. and uh, or that this creature, this, this human being is made in God's image. And then the, the very first characteristic that's listed about this human being is male and female. He created them. Hmm. And there are so few Christian theologies who writers who, who park there and, and, hmm. and point to that as a significant component of what it means to be a human being, yeah. which is, which is crazy. Um, They'll talk about the authority. They'll talk about dominion. They'll talk about those things, and those all matter. Yeah. But uh, but those follow the you know he created them, and and not only that, but but his first command is be fruitful and multiply, have sex, have babies, fill the earth. Like right. He wants us. Yeah. So there's just there's such beauty there, and uh, and of course in, you know in this realm of ministry, we're walking with men and women who are 
seeking to grow in sexual integrity, heal marriages, things like that. Um, there's such a, a scarcity of good, holy, compelling vision hmm. for what that means besides, you know, like, I don't know, whatever the flaky idea of the moment might be. So yeah, no, it's a good point. The body. It reminds me recently, we just celebrated the, the feast, the solemnity of the, of the Annunciation. I hear you, Marco. Oh, no so, way. Let's see here. Me. Let me see if some happened over here. Sure. Can you hear me now? No? That's all right. It's me. You. Hold on a second. Sure. Yeah, let, uh, let me switch my... Okay. Can Try you hear now. me now? I can. Yeah. Something happened. Great. So I apologize. Oh, no worries. No worries at all. No, I was just about to say, Josh, as you were talking about sort of parking in Genesis and at that, that beautiful, um, kind of uh, exegete on, on the man for woman, woman for man. I was just thinking as you, as you brought that to mind, um, we just recently celebrated this great feast of the incarnation, the, the annunciation, you know, how like the angel Gabriel comes to this Mary of Nazareth and, and then just everything just unfolds it's like a, it sets the whole salvific event in motion and uh john paul says something i i'm gonna butcher the quote but he says you know the sexuality human sexuality entered through the main door in the fact that god assumed a sexual human nature so as to redeem us not from ours but for ours and uh i love that i mean i love the fact that we can park in genesis because we we almost have to in order to understand Jesus, <laughs> you know, what did he assume to come to redeem? And I don't know if you watch the Oscars, but it's like people, we need to park at Genesis. <laughs> there seems to be some sort of disconnect with a lot of the ideologies today that we, we, we need to go back to the origins to understand everything that follows subsequently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of the, um, uh, there's a simultaneous, um, I don't know, like delivery in, in theology of the body of mm. both a greater just joy, delight, amazement, awe of, oh my gosh, Jesus. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. Like, um, and simultaneously and rightfully simultaneously, this, this greater joy, awe, amazement of, oh my gosh, me, yeah, you, right. male, female, <laughs> uh, us. I mean, I, I was... Uh, one of the things for me, and this happened just a couple years ago, but I still, I cannot get my brain around it. The, I remember sitting, it was a, um, sometime during Advent or, mm. uh, and just kind of chewing on this idea of God became flesh and, mm. and not just pretending to be flesh, not just looking like flesh, not just temporarily flesh, but God in Christ, God, the son became human flesh mm. and we're returning the flesh. Like he, he is now flesh. And I was like, what i mean i literally just thinking i was like i was sitting in church be like just my all my all i could pray was what did you do wow oh my gosh what did you do <laughs> yes. are you crazy what did you do <laughs> exactly <laughs> no <laughs> no it's wild john paul says that uh each of us are, are given our humanity as a task i like that because it's like okay I'm given this body, this humanity as a task, you know, as a task to cooperate with God's grace, to integrate, to be reconciled to, to become a gift in, 
Um, I like that the incarnation reminds me of um, kind of keeping to this task of mine. You know, this I, my task is right here. It's like, how can I be a robust gift ordered um, self-controlled in this, in this body, you know, wow. Wow. Um, you know, I'm recently, I'm recently um, I've recently just really dived into theology of the body. You know, I, I studied in the seminary. I was in the seminary for like close to a decade <laughs> and we like touched on it, but we read through the whole book as a staff and um, John Paul is so, he's so dense in his thoughts. So it's, but which, which can pose as a difficulty, but there was something about his utter honoring of the human person that each person has this just incredible dignity, just like mm. this incredible dignity that each of us has sort of a reflection, a unique, irrepeatable reflection of the triune God. And it's like, whoa, like just to be able to, I, I'm going to steal this from you, like just to park there for pages. I mean, the thing is a tome, you know what I mean? It, like you said, it's not like nightly reading. It's like, you got to, you got to pour yourself like a cappuccino to get, get through a little bit, you know, but yeah. there's something just incredible about it. And, and it's something timeless too. Like it's not dated, you know, you read some works and it's like, Oh, okay. That's, that was for a particular time, you know, but you read this and it's like, is he still like writing this? Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it sounds like it's so timely. So anyway, I love how TOB, um, blessed you because it, it continues to bless me. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I still feel very much like a novice. In it. Um, <laughs> me too, man. <laughs> both, both here and in, in, in the way I, I live it out. So, so Josh, you. are you, what, what are you denominationally? I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, oh man, that's such a hard question. I mean, relationally, socially, family wise, such a hard question. I am, um, I, I've spent most of my life in non-denominational churches. Okay. Um, theology of the body and the doorway that's been into Roman Catholicism has been such a gift to mm. me um, that uh, I, I often feel like I'm, you know, kind of the the guy standing at the door of the Roman Catholic Church, just going mm. like, "Yep, for you guys, <laughs> like I'm right here, I'm right here." Like, um, not sure where that's going to take me in life, but um, sure. More more recently, I've been uh, just by virtue of of the state of the world and the state of our ministry. Uh, certainly being more drawn to just the, the ancient litur liturgies. Um, sure. So non-denominational churches very rarely kind of, you know, do much with church calendar, do much with liturgy. It's almost, mm -hmm. a, you know, if it's liturgy, it's, it's rote. And that means it's not from the heart. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't mean that they say that out loud, but it's sure. Yeah. So, um, but in my own, in my own journey, just finding like, I, I, I need something that's tethered, um, to the church beyond this church today, this sure. day, um, both, you know, universally around the world and also in time because yeah. we are spinning right now. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. it feels like, um, no matter what, um, you know, no matter where you are, what church you're in, I mean, it just feels like we've been hit by a truck and mm. we're spinning and it's so hard to be oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, so to, so to be in a, in a church service where the, the center is, uh, is Eucharist. The center is, uh, you, you, you know, you don't leave without having confessed that yeah. you need Jesus and, yeah. and kind of proclaim the gospel to, to one another and, and, and all that is, um, 
it's just, it's pulling me right now. So, and that's, yeah. Anyway, no, that's but, beautiful. I mean, I, I, I love the idea of liturgy as anchor, you know, yeah. it's kind of what I'm hearing like this, this sort of liturgical, yes, with a longevity from the past, like something of there's a continuity from before outside of our own times. Uh, but yeah. yet the order, the, the focal point being Eucharistic, like it's all, it's all anchoring. That's beautiful. And, and the Roman Catholic church too. It's, it's funny. Cause what I grew up with was so, um, I mean, honestly, it was very averse to Roman mm. Catholicism and, mm. uh, and, you know, we might kind of charitably say like, well, you know, there are Christians who are Roman Catholic, just like there, you know, there are some non-Christians who are Protestant, whatever. Sure. Um, but again, like, you know, we are in a day and age where without roots, uh, we are uprooted. Uh, there's just no, you, you can't stand on truths about sexuality without roots that go much deeper into what it means to be a human being and, right. and who God is and what Christianity is anymore. Um, kindness, kindness without roots, um, is, is up for debate. Mm. It's, and, and, you know, increasing number of Christians who are going like the only path forward I can see to be like Jesus is to embrace something that is, uh, historically, um, opposed by Christian teaching. And yeah. I don't, how do I reconcile those two? Yeah. Um, and again, that's, you know, one of the reasons I think theology of the body is such a beautiful uh, expression and such an important thing and why, and why Roman Catholic teaching I think has been so valuable. Sure. No, that's Inter beautiful. Interestingly, even, yeah. even Protestants like love to go back and quote Augustine or Aquinas or things like that. So sure. <laughs> um, we, I think there is, there's an instinct in us, a reflex, like, you know, we, we need something more than just today. So, yeah, no, that's beautiful. Um, I know for me, like just growing up a, a Catholic, um, cradle Catholic, there was something really profound about the teaching, um, something that was ordering, something that was anchoring. Um, but I love, I love the evangelical spirit. I feel like the evangelical spirit has helped me to be reconciled to the teaching in a way. Um, like a sort of, I, I struggled with a sort of split narcissism type of thing where I wanted a, a good social saint self out, outer shell, you know, that looked slick and holy, but yet so divided inside and that I didn't know how to bring my need for Jesus, my need for him in my divides, because I was afraid to even say I had need or I had divides, you know? So I, there's a beautiful marriage. I think that's happening, at least what I see in the desert stream world of like this perennial teaching of the human person that is so anchoring and so anthropologically sound. Yeah. And yet this also, um, this integrative thing about, I don't know, the evangelical spirit of saying like, all right, let's like actually surrender to Jesus. Let's actually give him our lives. You know, like if you're divided, then bring it to the light. Like let's, yeah. let's form community of trusted members of Christ's body where you can confess, you can be known, you can be cleansed, you can work it out, you can process. I just love like both of those coming yeah. together, you know? And that's what I saw at the Theology Body Institute, like yeah. these two kind of worlds just like colliding and like creating like this sort of magnetic thing that was just freaking awesome. Yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's, that's part, I mean, honestly, it's part of the gift that Desert Streams bring, I think to the world right now um, mm. and, and hopefully others too. But I, like, I think yeah. 
you know, you guys have, uh, with under Andy's leadership have, have, you know, you dove in and, mm-hmm. and you're like, so you ask me, you know, what's my denominational background? I'm like, going, Oh, let's, you know, let's kind of, you know, but coming, I mean, so a man that came from Anaheim mm-hmm. vineyard to Roman Catholicism, I mean, that's a, that's a journey. So, so to be able to, to hold those mm-hmm. without, um, you know, re- rejecting one as, as false and foul or something like that, but yeah. to hold them and hold the, the good of them. And Pope John Paul II, I mean, that was, that was part of the, um, I think the very first thing that, that Regeneration ever wrote about theology of the body, again, our, our founder, Alan Mettinger, wrote an, a newsletter article. And one of the things he reflected on was how, uh, I think it was, I don't think he was Pope at this point. I think he was, um, uh, yeah, because he was still in Poland. Hmm. He invited some leaders from Campus Crusade to come in and oh, wow. teach them and talk to them about evangelism. Because he's like, Wait, you know, you, you guys, you guys got something going on here. And <laughs> yes. So Alan Mettinger was kind of like, you know, like, man, we can learn from each other. We can grow. Mm. And I think, uh, and I, and I think you're right. I think we're seeing that. Like there's, I don't know any, any evangelical who is serious about uh, sexual integrity who doesn't at some point come around to, I got to, I got to deal with theology of the body. I mean, wow. it's, it's just becoming, there's, I'm surprised. I pick up books I'm like, Oh, you, you know, theology, but Oh, you know, theology <laughs> of the body. like, um, even if it's just a little bit, people are, sure. are, are taking pieces. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Amen. Josh, when was the first time that you intersected with Desert Stream and Living Waters? Do you remember this? I do. I absolutely remember. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'd come to Regeneration um, back in 1996. So that dates me a little bit. But um, my own struggles with pornography, phone sex, masturbation, sexual addiction. I love mm-hmm. Jesus, but I, I was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of going mm-hmm. back and forth. So they had a, um, a group for men dealing with sexual addictions, did that for a couple years uh started getting some therapy and then the guy who was um one of the guys on staff there uh, at that point was had been introduced to living waters and he was like hey we're gonna run a pilot program a 15-week living waters pilot program hmm. if you want to go deeper you know come to this and i just felt a tug i was like i i got i remember thinking like i feel like i've like there's just something i'm not uncovering there's more and i'm not yeah. sure what that is so i came to this 15-week program and it was I mean, it was hardly living waters. I mean, the topics were the same, but they mm. didn't, you know, there were no ministry times. <laughs> it was mm. like, sure. just a very different kind of experience, but I was blown away. I wow. was just, I was in. And so that spring he said, Hey, they're doing this training out in San Juan Capistrano, living <laughs> waters leadership training. And I was like, what? Well, I, I don't, I'm not in any way qualified to be a leader. Um, but I'll, I'm going to check it out. Cause I'm really, I like this. So I went out to the training at San Juan Capistrano, got open doors, long story there. Um, and man, that just rocked my world. I mean, wow. I, there's, there are literally like three or four moments from that training that I continue to look back on. They were pivotal, anchoring, life-changing moments uh, wow. that uh, where God broke through in some powerful ways. And um, Was this and like I, in the context of like small group or ministry time or all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, just the, the whole week. Uh, there were a couple of large group ministry times, especially. There was one... Um, that I actually wrote about a little bit in the, in the, I don't know if I know the, the living waters manuals change, but um, about the kind of healing of the mother wound sense of being stuff. There was another one around father wound that just hmm. a, a moment that was just so profound. There was a, there's a very um, tender kind of large group ministry time where hmm. uh, someone was praying for me. And I just sensed that nothing was happening, but I remember just this guy's 
faith that something was happening, even if we couldn't perceive it. And just as well as to just to be in pray was such a helpful model for me. And then, um, (laughs) the last morning, I mean, I had to run and get a plane, but I remember just like, we were having worship and I couldn't stop laughing. Every time I opened my mouth to sing, all I could do (laughs) is laugh. I just was so flooded with joy. It was just, Oh, um, and I don't know what to make of that, except that the, you know, God is real and the Holy Spirit's real and yeah. I delight it. So that was my first intersection. And the most, I, I guess maybe to bring it back to today, I remember one night staying on a balcony and thinking to myself, um, if, uh, I would move anywhere hmm. to be more involved in this kind of ministry, whether wow. for myself or for others. And so at that point I, I was, I was living a little over two hours away from, uh, where regeneration is and just commuting or driving up for the groups. And I decide I'm moving to Baltimore. I'm going to, I'm going to be closer to this ministry. I want to plug in. And then the following year I joined the staff here. So, wow. The, yeah. Life-changing. Great. Beautiful. Wonderful. If you're listening, you've never done a living waters training. You got to go do a living waters training. If you've, if you, if you're listening, you've never done living waters. You got to do living waters. It's <laughs> That's cool. I, I mean, uh, living waters training was my first exposure to it. And, yeah. It rocked my world too. You know, I came as a seminarian and I, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like super Catholic and I didn't know like what it meant to like <laughs> worship like this and come up for ministry time and you know, all that stuff, you know, but I'm like, let's go. Like, come on, I'm ready to get some healing, you know, and it rocked my world. So it's, it's cool. The first, the first, first morning uh they were like okay we're gonna start a, we're gonna move into a ministry time right now and i'm literally like, sitting in my seat going like what's a ministry time I'm looking around I'm like, i know we what do. are you supposed to do <laughs> i remember sitting down like my first night and there's this uh this pastor next to me i didn't know she was a pastor but i'm like what do you, I, I don't know why i asked this but i'm like why are you here like what are you here for like the worst question to ask. <laughs> and she's like, she just opened up like, Oh, struggle with, you know, same sex. I'm a pastor. I'm like, Whoa, like this is crazy. Like kind of a, a, a world I had never seen before, you know, yeah. beautiful. I love it. At, at the, at, and, and that's just another part of the, the beauty that living waters desert stream. And I know it's not only there, but it's such, it's so core, just this, we are going to, we're going to strike the rock hmm. of all our pride and all our facade yeah. and, 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 and break something so that God's mercy can flow and, Amen. and not, not doing that for other people. We're not going to you know hit you, <laughs> but like we're going to come, and we're going to be honest about our stories. And, and, yeah. uh, um, and that doesn't cease to be a need, you know, like I've, so I've been in ministry for 20 years. Like I, I need places where I can come and say, this is the truth about me today. And not just the outside stuff, but like, this is, here's, here's the ugly. Mm-hmm. I, it's still there. It's still, you know, I mean, it's, it's change is different. I'm focused on different things right now, but sure. here's my pride. Here's my, here's how I don't give a rip about the person next to me. And mm. I'm just thinking about myself and where else am I going to go with that? If not to the cross. So yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh, now you're the executive director of regeneration and you assumed this in 2006, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how's that been? I'd be praised. Well, it's a miracle. It's yeah. a testimony that God is real. Cause, uh, the, <laughs> so the ministry started in, um, in the very late seventies, early eighties. Okay. And, uh, so I was kind of, you know, came, um, much, much later than that. And, and then 
some changes in the ministry and they were looking for a new director. And actually that happened twice. The first time, the first go around, they were like, yeah, you're not ready. <laughs> and I wasn't aspiring to it. I was kind of like, okay, that's, you know, fine. And then the second time around, they're like, yeah, we want you to step into this role. And, um, uh, and it was, I mean, brutal, mm-hmm. hard, um, you know, le- leadership is something I think when, when we're young, when I was young, I thought, you know, yeah, sounds great. Like mm-hmm. at some, some point I hope to do some leading, but leadership is it, I think it rightly stored it. It, it is an act of service, um, mm-hmm. no less than any other, uh, kind of service. And, and, you know, there, you know, frankly, there are perks to it because you, you know, you get to make some decisions, but Sure. Uh, it's also one of the hardships because there are decisions that are made that not everyone agrees with and decisions mm. that are made that can be hurtful and um, decisions that are made that you make wrong. And, mm-hmm. um, but who's going to do, but, but I think rightly understood, like it, it's a, it's a opportunity for, to grow in Christ likeness because yeah. he steps out in his vulnerability, acts definitively and gives of himself even to the point of death on a cross. And so, um, yeah, I think that's kind of been the journey for me of like, how, how do I, how can I lead instead of pushing the sheep ahead of me to, you know, to see what yeah. they think, you know, yeah. you, you go ahead and see if it's dangerous out there. <laughs> um, but, I, but to step out and I'm still learning that, hmm. still, still trying to grow in that. But um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the internal answer to your, to your yeah. question. No, thanks for saying that. Culturally, externally, like the world has changed. I mean, we, we saw it coming in 2006, but mm-hmm. um the uh, the landscape here in my twenty years being here has just been. I mean, it's it is so different. Uh, I mean, quick flyover. I think when I first came here, if we would go into a church, um, it was it was largely. I mean, we kind of what we were working against was the church's belief, people in the church's belief that nobody like that is mm-hmm. here. And so our you know our message, our we you know gently trying to say, actually, there are people who struggle here. And, sure and here's how you can help them to come into the light. And I know that still happens for churches, but um, then it kind of morphed into, Oh, people are here. How mm-hmm. can we help them? And now it's morphed more into people are here and they don't need your kind of help. Right. They're fine. Just the way they are. Wow. Um, as a matter of fact, you've been hurting them all along. And, mm. um, and not that people are saying that directly to me, but that's kind of, no, of course. Yeah. That's in the air. Some of what we experienced in the last, uh, last 20 years. It's, it's been a wild ride. I think that's why um, I just really appreciate you and your work because I think we experience something similar, <laughs> you know, of a complete um, disregard or an allergy to any need of healing and salvation in what we would say is sexual brokenness. Yeah. Um, and what, what many want from us is just a, a sort of a benediction of divides or disintegration. And it's like, wait, I think, Jesus and with the help of his members, we can actually make this better. We can actually work through this together. Yeah. And many in the church saying, how dare you even want to try to do that? You know, yeah. it's hurtful. It's harmful. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for, thanks for standing in that. You know, I, I have to say too, Josh, yeah. you, you, there's like a nobility about you, brother. I just mm-hmm. see it. You have like a, a noble quality and the way you speak is just very clear and, and, um, you have a, a, a real gift in speaking, you know, I saw that the TOB, um, the way you, you witnessed on, on mother wound and it was just, it was excellent. Yeah. So bless you in that, man. Thanks. I, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, even as you're talking, I'm thinking about the, 
the um, the body, the larger body. And I know uh, being at the TOB training really did sharpen me in some ways. Um, uh, there are ways God moved, God convicted of even some areas where I'm like, oh, I actually need to get clearer about that. Um, Andrew's got that, he, you know, he's, I don't know if he would say this about himself, but I've always experienced him as he's got a prophetic gifting. So when he speaks, writes, um, it's sometimes it feels like a, you know, a punch in the face mm -hmm. a little bit. And uh, honestly, there are times I'm going, yeah, I'm not going to forward that. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least not, I, I'll forward it selectively. Because yeah. uh, this person's not ready for that yet. But, uh, <laughs> but for me in leadership, it's it, like I, I open and read and you know i take desert stream seriously because i um i, I need you guys and mm -hmm. I, I i've i've there there are people like that where i go this is these these people i need to stay in touch with for my sake and for this mm -hmm. for the integrity of our ministry wow because it's um the waters are choppy like i said we you know we're all getting hit right now and we we need um we need each other to stay oriented and stay um moving towards jesus moving towards as you guys put it in multiple ones of you at the training, I love this. And I've been, I, I actually had a picture with it. You just kept, you kept saying like, I just want better. Mm -hmm. I just want something more for them. I just want something yeah. more for me. And I actually had this picture at the training that this kind of stuck with me. It was like, it was almost like the circular library. I don't know why hmm. a library Lord hasn't showed me why I'm seeing it that way yet, but it just went up and up and up and there was no roof. It was just up oh, in wow. the skies. And so that kind of idea of, I just want more for people hmm. as opposed to this, I think the current sexual gender um, kind of stuff is there's a ceiling. Yeah. This is as high as we can go. Right. Um, the, the work here is done. And, hmm. um, and all we can do now is just kind of hold on and make it through and, um, and, and, you know, kind of pat each other on the head and, hmm nurse our wounds a little bit, which right. doesn't sound like more than conquerors really. Um, <laughs> right. not, not that there aren't people who are more than conquerors who are walking and suffering, walking mm. with, you know, continued struggles and trials. They are. Um, right. But I think when we kind of put a ceiling on and say, this is, this is as far as you're going to go. And so the best we can do for you is to kind of come alongside right now and, and just nurse your wounds and try to make you as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Um, that's hospice. That's not resurrection. That's wow. different. So, and, and we're not, we're not a, at a place where we need hospice yet. We, yeah. you know, Jesus is, it's, it's Lent, man. We're, yeah. He's alive and well, you know, and, and you guys helped me to remember that. I, I'm grateful. So Josh, you're a gift, man. Thanks for being with us today. Seriously. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for your time. Thank you. <laughs> All of you listening to desert streaming. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Desert Streaming Podcast. For more information about us or to get in touch with us, please do visit our website, desertstream.org. We're so grateful for you. Thank you for listening in. Please do share this episode with your friends. And until next time, God bless you.